Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Coman, once again sitting in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. What's going on with you? I'm um, doing good, Manny. Doing good. Getting you every- are? Getting everything done. Yes, yes. It's, uh, well, you know, I, I've, as I've been telling you, I'm, I'm leaving on Sunday for, good. The, for the big... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that, are, that share that sentiment, but uh, yeah. including me. Um, so, uh, yes, I had to prepare everything, you know, uh, on top of all the, the music I've been having to prepare for this, for this tour and, and sessions I've been doing, uh, out of nowhere, um, one of my tenants gave me notice, uh, that they're vacating on, uh, uh, April 15th. And, and then two days later, the, the person in the other side, your old apartment, uh, gave me notice. So, so, uh, I had, uh, I got, I got to add, uh, you know, uh, Screening new tenants uh, to to my uh, list well, of things this well, week. Well, that shouldn't be too hard, should it? Well, it's it's just the the problem with the big apartment. It's uh, you only have a few people that that turn out, and that's fine. You know, you just find the best one from there, and I was uh-huh. able to do that. But the smaller apartments, uh, it really brings everybody out of the woodwork. You know, they see that cheap price point, and you got thirty responses. And uh, so you got to go through all these people or, or you know, try to figure Cause out. Because that's the law. The law says it, you have to, it's, doesn't it? it? It's, it can be yeah. very tricky, man. And, yeah. Because and, and it's all about race well, and you have to, all you that know, kind of stuff. And, you and, have to, like, you can't just see, like, skinny white chicks. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, you got you to gotta deal with people all, yeah, you know, equitably. You, and you want to do that. But it's, uh, you know, you, you really, uh, man, and I, I have... I had probably the the funkiest person come to look at your old apartment of anybody I've ever shown an apartment to. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this woman comes out of the car, and it turns out I hadn't even made an appointment. She just uh, had, she had just showed up. S- saw the because the, you don't nobody puts signs out anymore. No, yeah, no, that's no. That's not it's, a thing to do. No, now. it's all online. They do sometimes. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some I guess real, real old. If you school. really want to invite the riffraff, yeah, that's you put when the sign out. Three hundred dollar apartments. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right. yeah. But uh, this, this woman gets out of the car and she's got like her stomach is all hanging out under the t-shirt, you know. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she and her friend come in. They're looking. They go, "Oh, this is really nice." And I'm showing them one room after the other. We get to the bathroom. This is the bathroom. And she goes, uh, "Oh, that's a really nice bathroom. Uh, let me get in here for a minute." And she goes into the bathroom and closes the door. Oh, they just wanted to use the bathroom. I'm like, basically. I'm like well, what the hell? I've never had anybody do that before. You know, just just kind of force her way in and i'm watching her i'm like stand there and watching her friend you know and and then she's in there for a long time the toilet's flushing and she's still in there it's flushing again <laughs> i think god is she getting high in there or something <laughs> what what the fuck is going on she just had to go I, I i still don't know what was what was behind all that eventually she came out and she goes so how's her credit score though well it, we didn't we didn't <laughs> we didn't get that, get that didn't get that far oh, okay. in the process but uh you know, but they, her BM numbers are good, well, right? <laughs> Again, <you> know, <laughs> Number two is good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, her, her cola guard is looking fine. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, but but anyway, uh, they they moved along, and and I was able to uh, to put somebody in there and sign a lease uh, a day before well, that's yesterday. Great. So that's, congratulations. That's all done. That. Thank you, thank you, Manny. Yeah. I know you're a, 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 a you know a, you own a piece of rental property, so you understand of of, of what I speak. Well, no, uh, my wife. You know, yeah, they come to me because for some reason it's very uh, it's sexist. Uh, sexist. Uh huh. They always come to me, my tenants. It's like don't come to me. I don't know anything about yeah, this. It's her. It's my wife's deal. <laughs> right, you know, even right. though, and that's very sexist because, you know, when we married and then we we became property owners together, uh, when we did our audition, immediately every piece of mail was addressed to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was Tell just like, and it. my wife was just so upset about this. I go, you know, don't be up, don't let this fuck with you, you know, because she'll let it build in her head, and then yeah. she'll punch a wall, yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I, I just said, you know what? It's your, you bought this way before I knew you, and it's your deal. You can f- deal with anything you want to do. If they come to me, I always just say. Yeah, Talk to the boss. To in, in reality, yeah. you don't want it in your name. Don't, you you don't want the responsibility. Don't want you don't that. want to be making these decisions. Who, who wants to be no, responsible? The point is uh, right. No, I I get it. I get it. I get it. You you ladies are fighting an uphill battle. No, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Get with it. Get with it, man. Yeah. Um, well, I wonder if she would have married her dog if the, it would have been a dog's name. That would have been funny. Wait, what? I'm, I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> I lost you. No, if, if, if my wife would have just said my dog is, you know, her oh, dog is oh, 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 her, oh, yeah, her, um, her husband. Right, right, right. Scout. Is it a male dog? Zephyr. Zephyr, yeah. yeah. A male yeah. dog, yeah. then yeah, they probably would have. They probably would have put it in the Zephyr. Mail, yeah. the mail to the, to the dog. Thank God right? he died, that guy. He, okay, he, he well, died. Uh, rest in peace. I'm just wa- waiting for that cat to die. Sure, sure, yeah. The cat's hanging on, man. You've been been uh, predicting that cat's well, demise fact, for it's, years. It's funny that I bring that up. Yeah, that cat. It's, it's a blind cat, and we have neighbors. This couple who used to live in the quarter, they moved out of the quarter because they wanted to live, and <laughs> they bought the house next door to us, and they rescued some kind of aunt, a dog, a little like senior dog, a very old dog. And they, you know, they're they're retired and stuff, and they thought, okay, a dog would be good and stuff like that. But in fact, just over this past weekend, my wife and I were walking out the door, and they were walking their dog, and we said, hey guys, and they're they're nice people, hey guys, and they're just like looking at us, going, we just want this dog to die. <laughs> <laughs> they're just waiting, and we're just so tired of this dog. We thought it was dying when they when they adopted it. They, the people said it's dying. The vets or whatever. This dog is dying. This dog is not dying. It's yeah. like got tons of energy. It's like one of those dogs that humps your ankle and stuff <laughs> like that. You know. And we said, well, we got the same problem. We got a cat that we got for our daughter twelve years ago, and it's blind. It just walks into walls. And it, you know, it doesn't. Do, it has no. It, it just has no existence whatsoever. But it's still alive. Yeah, maybe maybe put them both in a cage and let them work it out. Yeah, uh, you know? well, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But but they 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 it was funny because we've been thinking about this for a long time for like like the last year. When is this cat? You know, it's blind. It, you know, it's, you have like a pool going. Uh, well, de- I could start pool. one. I could uh-huh. definitely start one. You know, I'll start one. But it was funny uh, that we I'll, we I'll, I'll that put some, our, I'll put I'll put a dollar down. I'll okay. buy a couple hey. of squares. All right. Well, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I haven't um, met them, but I I, I will but, too. But yeah, the couple next door to us, sure. they were they've probably been they were we realized that they were thinking the same thing for the last year about this dog. Uh huh. The same thing we were thinking about the cat. So we were just like, 
man, we're so with you. We're yeah. so with you right now. <laughs> okay. We're just so with you. Because they're the just, minds. you know, they just, they just, they're tired of it. You know, they're not pet people. I'm not a pet person. Okay. Um, but you know, and my daughter who wanted the cat, you know. That's yeah, she, she got stuff. tired of him a long yeah, time ago. Tired of lost lost yeah, interest. It's like she won't clean up the cat. She won't do anything except, you know. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Sure. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so you got tenants. You're going on tour. Right. Now, who are you going on tour with? Bob Dylan? Uh, you're backing Bob Dylan? Uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, you're backing yes, Bob so Dylan. Bob has a, a brand new band. Actually, you know, uh, we talked about the Dylan concert uh, last week. I went on Saturday night. It was terrific. Uh, he had a, a, a totally new band, except for his bass player, who's uh, Tony, Tony Garnier. He's been playing with him longer than anybody ever played with Dylan in his entire life. See, I, I, haven't wow. liked, I haven't liked Dylan since he went electric. <laughs> you know, I haven't really cared for him since then. You know, the whole probably electric, started liking yeah, him when yeah, he went electric. Know, when he went electric, it was like you know I can't deal with this guy wow. anymore. You know. Anyway, when you but were people three. like him. But people, people love like him. Yeah, I should. You know. I probably should just stay out of this. He one, was terrific. I do have an opinion about it. He, well, give me yeah, an opinion. He, You're an artist. You know, I'm You're just not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a fan of the long form folk ballad unless okay. it's done like really okay, well. Well, well it's not for everybody nope, you know well it's well not. well the droning dylan dylan, kind of dylan does them pretty well you know he does He's he does the, but yeah. still if you're not a fan of that form sure 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 like no, they I, all sound the same and mm, a little bit okay little bit. all right well as an artist you can understand so how, how many guitar how players do you have i know well <laughs> How many guitar players? Um, hey, who he had, said I wasn't in, ignorant? No, no, we're all entitled to our own <laughs> ignorance. Uh, it's, uh, right. it's still it's still a free country. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. He had two regular, you know, six-string guitar players, and he had a guy that played a lot of uh, pedal and lap steel guitar and some accordion, and uh, you know, his regular bass player and drummer, and Dylan played all upright piano. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny, the, the, the stage, uh, set was so bare bones. I mean, it was kind of beautiful in a way. They had his very, uh, rich, uh, colors cast on the, the, the curtain, you know, very deep red or deep gold, but the most prominent, uh, feature was these, these, uh, stand lights that we have right here. Uh, that we're that we're using right now because you can see these things they're they uh, you know has, has a little gooseneck and a clip and it's a very bright LED light but very small and you could see they had Dylan had one just like this up on his uh, he's oh, flipping wow. flipping through lyric pages as as he went and uh, what was his well repertoire? I heard yeah we have what did he yeah go ahead. Uh, it was about uh, about half stuff from the new record uh, rough and rowdy ways and uh, you know half stuff from from you know kind of deep cuts mostly from the rest of his career. Nice. He came out spitting fire, man. You know, I mean, he's it's he obviously his voice is it was is not as tuneful as it as it was at some points, which you know some people would say it never was, but I would I would disagree with that, and I can point out plenty of beautiful Dylan melodies. You I know? think so too. Um, well, I heard the most prominent thing on the stage was his IV <laughs> that he had. 
into his arm, you know, to keep him alive. No, you, you couldn't you couldn't really see it. Again, it was mostly in shadow, and they they kind of progressed. That's what I heard. That's they, just what I heard. They you they know. kind of progressed uh, from you know. from uh, a deep oh, silhouette. They had, they had this squirrel on a wheel too. <laughs> yeah, I heard was, that too. That was that was mostly for effect. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but then it kind of uh, as the set went on, the, the the lights came up a little bit more, and by the very end, you could kind of see. Uh, the musicians' faces, but for most of it, it was uh, a silhouette. Now, was it people were sitting the whole time or standing? Well, I mean, people did stand up at times, but fuck that, sit down, man. This is a sitting venue, you know. It's like there's no point in standing up at the Sanger, you know. It's uh, so because everyone needs their naps, well, right? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you can't you can't nap standing, right? I don't know. I, 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 Some I, people can, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen yeah, people, you know, particularly... I think Dylan can. Alvarado Street, you know, <laughs> you definitely can see some people that uh, catch a few Zs out there. I can't say I disagree with you. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Dylan was, uh, he was out there, uh, you know, came with a lot of energy. Oh, he and, was out there, and, all right. And, uh, and <laughs> anyway, I don't need to defend Bob Dylan. His, his work stands for its, itself. It, we everyone there was thrilled. It was started right at eight o'clock, finished right at nine thirty. That's awesome. Per, perfect, no opener. But uh, Manny, then the next day, you and I actually wound up at the same social event for the second time in less than maybe a month, which rarely happens. Oh these right, days. yeah. No, I, I came there and I left immediately. I don't okay. think I saw you. I don't think I saw I, I you. I saw you from across the room. Yeah, and, no, uh, it was at the uh, uh, at, uh, Jeff Treffinger's. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, for uh, uh, yes, we had the memorial for, for yeah, the geraniums, I, uh, kissing the boys goodbye. It was for uh, Brendan Gallagher and Damon Shea. Yeah, and, no, I showed up Sarah and I saw Patrick. that there was like 50 people packed on this small porch, nobody wearing a mask. And I was like, no mask, no Manny. I'm out of here, man. Okay. So, uh, no, I was there for like five for minutes. For you, Manny. Yeah, for five Five, six minutes. I talked to a few people. I saw uh, uh, Phil Degree um, right. and Natasha and Monica I saw. But nobody was, you know, it was just like this was very uncomfortable. I, I didn't care for it. My wife was there earlier and she had a good time. But I got there later and I, uh, and also the, uh, there, the, there was too much college basketball going on that I had to watch. Okay. So I showed up for a second. For real and, reason. And I showed up for a second, and uh, I didn't realize that this was uh, not for me. No mass, no Manny. Okay. You know. Uh, All so, right. Well, that was that was cool. We. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, but I did notice one thing. Okay. Uh, your daughter's rocking new hairdo. I like that. You like that? Yeah, she's got a rocking new hairdo. Uh, I, I didn't get to see talk to her, but I did see her from afar. Uh huh. And she's got. But I realized is like, what is your? How old is she? Uh, about to be 21. Okay, why the fuck is she hanging out with a bunch of old people? Well, she's a, she's a geraniums fan, man. Oh, she, really? she went to she went to Bob Dylan with me too. It was me and my daughter went to see Bob Dylan. No, she's a she's That's a big awesome. Dylan fan. That's awesome. Yeah, Eva likes all the cool music, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Johnny I Mitchell, saw that Velvet I, I, Underground, Roxy music. That's awesome. I never liked Roxy music. Really? Yeah, I never liked them. Oh, man. Never cared. I actually went and saw them live at the Universal Amphitheater yeah, in like, like sure. 1980. I saw them live at 1980, and it was, it was, it, I was fell asleep. The, the Avalon record? Yeah, I fell asleep. Oh, it was man. the most boring show Jeez, I think Manny. I, you know. I don't know, man. You, you are... Uh, <sighs> 
What? Uh, I won't get into it. <laughs> what? All you tell me about, there's one or two shows that you say, those were great shows, and every other show you ever mentioned, it seems like you, you didn't like it. I, well, I didn't like the uh, Roxy Music okay. show. Well, we were bored. I mean, to each my, his own. My anyway. We were bored with it. Yeah. We were um, bored with it. Even yeah. though I, you know, I listened to the records, like, oh, this should be fun to go see. You know, okay. they came, and you know, I liked the record, but it was like, I went and saw them, and it was just like, you know... Hmm. When the fuck is this going to hmm, I can't end? imagine, man. No, it's, it's a, what a terrific band, man. Such such a great catalog. Yeah. Brian Ferry, you know. So. Yeah. Well, the only exciting thing was is that the lights dimmed low and then the curtain dropped. And they came out and they started singing. And that was the most exciting thing in the show. And after that, it was boring. It was really boring. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Intro. Yeah. The intro was the best thing. Okay. Well, uh, anything else going on in your world, Manny? Well, yeah, there's one thing that I realized tonight, actually, is I'm watching Jeopardy. You know how I love the Jeopardy. I know you do. And the wheel. And the wheel. And uh, I came to the fact that I've given into the fact that I will not be the Jeopardy host. Okay, <laughs> you've accepted that. Yeah, uh, oh. this guy Ken Jennings is good. Yeah, yeah, that's who, that's who he, they stuck with. I think they're gonna stick with him. He's really good. Okay, you know. Well, nice. I think Alec Trebek would would endorse that, don't you? I don't know, but um, I th- I'll endorse him because I think he's better than that. Uh, you know, they've been switching off with that chick, uh, Mayhem Bialik, <laughs> and uh, and Ken Jennings, um, and you know Mayhem Bialik's. Uh, Dad was my eighth and ninth grade English teacher. Oh, I remember you talking yeah, about that. Yeah, in in L.A., and he was a good guy, Mr. Bialik. Okay, he was a good guy. Uh, and you weren't rooting for his daughter. I was not. Well, not not for, to be the host of Jeopardy. No, I don't know if he's even alive. I have no idea if he's alive. But she's a, a scientist. Right, neuroscientist. A neuroscientist. Wow. So Who she wanted to be a talk show host? That's well, she's an actress. She was. Uh, uh, she was on that show, Blossom. Right. In right, the eighties. Right. right. Okay. Well, I don't know if she was Blossom, but she was like Blossom. I think, I think she was Blossom. She was Blossom. I think so. I never. You know that that I, show I, was I, after I, our time. Yeah, I, I, I don't uh, know. But uh, my English teacher, you know, that was his daughter. Right. And uh, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. You know. But, you know, she's a celebrity, and they like to do quirky things, celebrity. You know, like, uh, you know that girl from the movie Clueless? What's her name? The cute blonde chick. Uh, I forget right, her name. Right, right, right. Alicia Silverstein or mm-hmm. Silverstone. Silverstone, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 yeah, well, yeah uh, she's crazy. She, she got pregnant with her husband, had a baby, a beautiful baby, and she did this. You know, most women will breastfeed or... Right. They can't, if they can't breastfeed, they'll just do Gerber's and stuff like that. Right. But she did that way of feeding kids like birds feed their chicks. Oh yeah. <laughs> she would chew the food no. for. Yeah, she would chew That's... the fruit. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, she's famous for that. She and it's apparently a regurgitation. Big, yeah, in other yeah, words. Yeah, basically, yeah. Wow. She'd chew the food and then spit it down her kids' throat. That's kind of hardcore. Well, that's, yeah. that's what obviously you know really? humanoids must have been doing for uh, you know. Hundreds of thousands of years, you know. I mean, once once a child is weaned, but uh, you know can't doesn't have a full set of teeth. That's that's what uh, I think they get weaned because they have a full set of teeth. Okay, all right. Because it's uh, like, oh, you're fighting. Uh, okay, right, yeah. All right, this maybe, is I, enough. maybe enough. So enough. maybe I don't understand yeah. all the mechanics of this. Yeah, well, well apparently <laughs> this Alicia <laughs> Silverstone, uh, yeah. Alicia Silverstone also did this for feeding. 
but she also used the same method for potty training. <laughs> I'm not sure oh, that's true. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what that's true. What method I, is, she, is Yeah, that? no, we don't want to focus too much on that. But, yeah. uh, she I, was regurgitating the diapers. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God, no, she was not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, we, we, we wound up getting there. Um, <laughs> we did fast. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah. Well, uh, what do you think, Manny? Uh, we've got our guest here. She's almost in anyway. Why don't we uh, pull her into the pool? What do you yeah, think? I got, I got, got nothing else to talk <laughs> sure, about. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Well, terrific. This, yeah. is, uh, this is a guest, again, somebody who's, who's, who's been on the list almost since the very beginning. And, uh, you know, f- finally, finally getting her in on, on the show here. She's a terrific visual artist, uh, uh, painter, uh, also works in other uh, time-based media, film, photography, sound. Uh, she's uh, also a teacher, has worked all kind of places, San Francisco Art Institute, and uh, had many prestigious fellowships along the way. Also was uh, the manager of Piety Street Studios, so uh, she has a well-rounded artist background. Uh, without further ado, the great Ms. Sean Hall. Welcome, Sean. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the show. I like Thank that you. scarf. I think I have a scarf like that. You do have a scarf, Will. I have many scarves. Yeah, many scarves are good to have. Yeah. Can you don't use them much in this town, but... Oh. Yeah. They're like a sweater in this town. You know, right, you right. Need a scarf, you don't need a sweater. If you, you can keep like keep the back of your, keep the back of your neck warm, you're you're mostly exactly. warm. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's very nice. Thanks. Well, well, you so just wear the same things all the time too, and you just need a scarf, right? Different scarf. Yeah. Different piece of clothing. On. Yeah. No one okay. notices. Yeah. No one <laughs> notices. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, so Sean, uh, I know you're not from New Orleans. Tell us about uh, you know your your childhood, your background. Uh, yeah, I'm a Northerner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, grew up in Michigan. And um, oh yeah, where in Michigan? Well, I was born in Ann Arbor, and oh. I grew up in Saginaw. Okay. And Birch Run. Now Ann Arbor, that's where the big college Michigan's at, right? right? Yeah, the University Wolverine. of Michigan, yeah, 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 right, yeah. as opposed to uh, Michigan State, which, which is, is Lansing. Lansing, yeah. yes, yes. Bitter rivals, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. And now right. Ann Arbor is a great town, you know. I mean, not not as far as the winters. I couldn't couldn't hack that, but well, that's it, all over the state. Right, right, right. I couldn't hack <laughs> it anywhere in Michigan. <laughs> right. But uh, but Ann Arbor is a, a lovely town, you know. It's for the for its size. They still have you know like a lot of college towns. They yeah, have the I don't know because I left there. when I was a year old. You don't have any, any <laughs> no. recollection. I don't today. have any you, recollection. You, you, you couldn't take my, it. My so what year did you graduate? A year was all you can handle. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's about like you know nine or ten months. So basically, all right. So you're a year old in Ann Arbor and. Because your parents are on the run, right? Yeah. The radicals who are robbing banks oh, yeah, and setting w- off bombs. Well, I wish, but <laughs> no. <laughs> they worked for Ford or GM, or, and they... No. Uh, no, they didn't do any of that? They were you know, artists or gypsies? What were your parents? No, you know, my dad was a businessman, and my mother was also... Uh, a, a businesswoman. Business oh, okay. A businessman, right. Just right. like I'm a troubled man. Right. I am okay. a troubled man. Um but are you a but listener a jazz- or listeners? <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. I I'm am sorry. listeners. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. For sure. Uh, okay. I mean, I, 
Uh, you contain um, multitudes. Just all right, like so you're old. Exactly. You're born in Ann Arbor. It's like a white picket fence house, three bedrooms. No, it was bed. like a trailer. It was a, a trailer. Tra- in graduate student housing on a trail in a trailer. Oh, so park. Your, your parents were students. My dad was a grad student there. Okay. In business. So he but knocked he was up his college sweetheart. A jazz musician. Okay, and then they had you. They had me, and I think. Uh, and well, I wasn't. I wasn't there before, but I think that my dad actually used to like. To conduct these tours all over the country um, in the summers for business. Know, have a good yeah, and have this this good life while my mother stayed back and did you know held down the fort. Okay, had the baby and, and did had the, the trailer. Did the had the trailer and regurgitated you know. the food and stuff like <laughs> that. Yeah, well, I think it was like. <laughs> formula back then sure like, sure yeah yeah i don't think any of us were breastfed uh, no of, of our I, generation. Don't think regur- I don't think that they were they were so far from regurgitation at that time right right you trying know? to keep it, it clean like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah we we're getting you know? very scientific if it doesn't come into it in a can then you don't you don't eat it right or drink right it, uh, it's, you know? it's not classy right. um well so you you're saying your father is a musician and and something you said to me uh last week was that uh you know, you're a visual artist, but you're saying there was there was no the, there was no tradition of visual arts in your family. It was all your father was a musician. Yeah, That's I didn't have a clue about visual arts at all until college. Now, and so growing up, did, did you like to draw? Did you? No, ha- I really? never. I never drew. I did. I doodled, mm-hmm. but I didn't. You weren't have, painting. I wasn't exposed to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know museums. I didn't know paintings. I didn't know art history. I knew nothing. So where are you at at this age? You leave Ann Arbor at one, but where are you at now in your growing years? So then we moved to Saginaw. Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah, and um, which there's a great uh, Simon and Garfunkel song that mentions Saginaw. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll take your word for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, like All the way from Saginaw? Okay, there you go. Well, uh, but again, not a huge oh, art town. Uh, uh, no, it may have been. And in fact, there was an art museum um, but I was, again, young, mm-hmm. so we left there when I was, like, in the fifth grade, and we moved oh, to the okay. country, because my dad, um, basically, I think what happened is uh, my dad worked in a club seven nights a week with his jazz trio, mm-hmm. and my mother, and he ran a business that was my grandfather's, my mother's father's business, and my mother really held it down, even though, so she worked and had kids, ran that business, while he went off and had a good time. When you say have a, when you say so, he was on the road playing. With no, the band. he was at oh. a club there. He had a regular gig. Okay, he didn't travel, so he had like you was know he traveling went out. salesman kind of. Or? No, he okay. he ran a business, so he wasn't a traveling salesman. He bid like big I, I jobs okay, and stuff. I got you, I got you. But then he had a regular gig in a club seven nights a week, mm-hmm. where his jazz trio played the Bud Hall Trio. And he was a piano player, really great piano player. Nice. And my mom, I think, got really sick of it after a while, as you might. Like, by the time I was in the fifth grade, all I knew is that the jazz thing wasn't happening anymore. We were moving to the country. Oh, okay. That was your mom's <laughs> idea to like, get, get him out of the like, nightclubs. What the, you know, I don't, maybe they had to move to the country or, yeah, it uh, wouldn't have stopped. Uh-huh. And so I mean, he had this gig position. for a very, very long time when I was young. And I remember growing up, like, you know, sessions coming over, musicians coming over after weekend sessions happening at our house. Cool. Lots of good stuff like that. But then... Um, it wasn't he, going anywhere. So your mom said, you know... 
No, I think it was going where my dad wanted it to go. It was well, he, he was, was just plan yeah. every night, but yeah. he wasn't. He was like an asshole at home. Okay, <laughs> you know. Well, most musicians are at a time. Kind of yeah. sometimes, but yeah. you know, probably yeah. never slept. Yeah. Well, he was probably doing lots of coke. You think? <laughs> you know, I don't know. He might have. Like the whole drug thing was really interesting when I was. It was the sixties, I'm sure, right? Wasn't it the sixties? Yeah. Yeah. It was, so psychedelics, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Jazz, man. Piano, crazy, wacky jazz piano. <laughs> I know. Like I, Madness, know. I mean, it could have. It could have. Well, yeah. I'll tell you. I know that the beginning, when I was like a really little kid, probably until I was maybe eight. Mm-hmm. He did have a wild, he was, you know, because I didn't find out until I was in my 20s that the club he worked in was a, was a strip club. Oh, oh okay. So I, I'm sure that well, in a way. Well, maybe that's why your mom wanted to move to the country, right, too, right, also. Right. But then he got more respectable job. He, like, had not respectable so much. To, it's just different. And uh-huh. he worked at a, um, an, a little mountain. Uh, so he went a from jazz. Respectable resort. was going from jazz piano to pimp, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not. But anyway, go ahead with your story. Well, I mean, well, you know, you then were he moved was to the country. Is he still? We moved to the country, which yeah. was the which worst is, mistake. What, what you, that so it's a farm somewhere out in Michigan, somewhere, right? It was a wooded lot in the middle of nowhere, in between two factory towns, with a 10% college-bound rate. I mean, they did not know where they were. And like, you have how many siblings? I have two younger brothers. Two younger brothers. Yeah. So, so you 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 graduate from college in that in that town? I mean, no. I mean, from in from high school in that in that town? I did. I got into a lot of trouble when I was in the ninth grade, and so much so uh, that my parents made me go into the neighboring school because they still had their business. So they drove into Saginaw every day and then came back out into the country in Birch Run. Mm. And so... Because young Sean needed more uh, supervision uh, well, they than just she was getting. made me uh, go into... The sc- so they drove me into school. Um, so what was this business again? Garage doors, garage bricks, doors, and gra- architectural supplies. Oh, yeah. okay. My well, grandfather, Everyone my needs that. Yeah, everybody needs it. He, he started it in the Depression. There you go. Everyone yeah. needs a garage. If they have a garage, they need a door. If they have a garage. A driveway. Yeah. Right? It, it, it leads or to a garage. If they have some brick. They have some right. brick. Build well, something. So I tried to, to uh, start a brick and mortar online business. Didn't yeah. really go off really well. I think you need actual brick and mortar. Yeah, I, it didn't go well. I mean, well. go with the actual brick Because shipping is horrible. <laughs> right. On the bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, heavy. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a lot. And, well, uh, well, so, Sean, I'm, I'm so. curious. Uh, you're, you're out there with no art exposure, and then you get to college, and uh, how, how, do, how do you become a, a, a painter there so so Okay, so well, quickly. you know, so I was, I really started in poetry, and um but by the time I graduated from high school, I was like, fuck education, period. Like, hmm. I don't, you know, and I just took Whoa. off. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Watch out. I took off. Uh, and then after a year of sort of traveling around, I realized like, yeah, okay, maybe I do want to go to college. But Now, what were you doing during this year? Just riding the rails? Uh I went up through Canada and down through New York, and then I wound up in Florida because it's the farthest place from uh, Michigan yeah. cold. 
Okay. Yeah. Really? Is what and it you're was. You were 18, 19. I was 18. Ago. Yeah. Cool. And uh, and I wound up in Fort Lauderdale and uh, got a job in Fort Lauderdale. Had really just crazy experiences along the way. I went to Jacksonville, Florida, and. Um, that was nutty, and then I went to Daytona Beach, and I had one of the worst experiences of my life mm. um, that I may not talk about here. Sure, but basically, yeah. I met I met the Highwaymen, which are a notorious biker gang <laughs> in oh. Michigan. Uh, I met a, an assassin who was at, at this very very small party who was going up on terrorist charges and needed to tell somebody, like an eighteen year old girl, uh, um on uh acid acid yeah. exactly yeah you are uh, acid. everything that had happened and i was like no i don't want to know oh geez you know it was crazy so after that i made my way down to fort lauderdale got a job at like a howard johnson's but oh they're good i, I love like howard johnson junkies and yeah you know, just cra just all kinds of people let, let me show you your, my art collection <laughs> you know kind of people mm -hmm. and um and then I went out west and, uh, you know, had lots of nutty experiences and then wound up back home. And um, that's when you went back to college. Well, I did. Uh, okay, so after Florida, you're a crazy teenager. I went to college for the first time. Okay, and then after it was that. like, fuck education. You went to Canada, you went to New York, you went down to Florida. You yep. met Jim Morrison. <laughs> I and that and uh, yeah, you know, and then you go to L.A. or San Francisco. I did go to L.A. and I went to San Francisco and I went to Vegas, and I went to Tucson, which was great, and I went to Mississippi, Oxford, Mississippi, where I ended up testifying against that guy. No, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah, the the biker from it. <laughs> Oh, what biker? Uh, the one you were just that wanted to tell you the whole oh, story, yeah. the oh, assassin. Right? Yeah, no, that yeah. was back in Michigan. Right, right, I would uh, have had to. They would have hauled me back to Detroit to to do that. Well, well so I'm curious. Uh, how do you start painting again? How when <laughs> when, when does that start? Because you, you've done this for a long time. You didn't just start this okay. in the last couple of so years. So I went to community college. I just decided I'm just going to take a class or two. And what's the, cl the furthest thing from academia and, you know, anything? Because fuck education, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was such... Detracting. What I saw in public education in this little town was just so horrible. Like, you know, alcoholic principals, teachers that didn't care, all kinds of stuff. I graduated with honors. I got a Michigan State competitive scholarship that only two people got. Wow. From, you know, I never <laughs> used it. Yeah, you, you really, was, really. What yes, I never did. I could have. I could have gone to U of M free. Yeah. But I didn't because I was just like, I don't even yeah, know yeah, what this much. is and what I want to okay. do. So then I ended up taking a drawing class and I was already taking photographs for a band, this boyfriend that I had. And I don't know, that was happening when I was like, 18 because in again, high school. again, after your your father's uh, you know early uh, uh, impression he made on you, you're, you've 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 had a, a uh, an affinity for musicians. Uh, I have all along, always. Yes. Well, and also I like people who actually listen hard to music. You okay. Know? And and I grew up on jazz, so you know, like my kind of best sort of relationships with people and boyfriends and girlfriends have been 
you know, like people who can actually listen to music, Mm -hmm. like really listen, because I don't know. It's a skill. Sure, sure. And an interest that, you you know, just... Right, not everybody has. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody has, and that, you know, and and everything from really difficult jazz to, you know, difficult noise music to beautiful... I'm a sucker for melodies. As long as it's not the long-form folk ballad. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Anything but that. Exactly. Sure. Well... Yeah. <laughs> Should I dig that hole deeper? No, 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 no. Let's to. keep moving. We're we're on to the painting track now. Okay. This is about you, Sean. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh, so I took a drawing class for the hell of it, mm-hmm. just because it's like, oh, why not? And uh, and I was really good at it. Yeah. Just just right away. Just your. Well, it was hard, but I enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. difficult, but I had a facility for it. Are you drawing and nudes? <laughs> I have. I wasn't then, but no, I. Okay. But I have drawn plenty of is them. Is that is that? Hard? I used to teach it. Is that hard? Yeah. Yeah. Especially hands and feet and proportions. Cool. I mean the curves and the things that we so like both the most male are easy. and female. Yeah. Okay. What was more <laughs> difficult, the males or the females? Um, what was harder, I want to say. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yes, Renee. So, so you're very, you're very good at it. Your 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 teachers uh, recognize this this uh, you know diamond in the rough. That, I don't think they are. recognized no? it. Okay, you. I was just it like, yourself. oh, you know, yeah, this is uh, interesting to me, and like. Yeah, I, I wasn't, you know, flunking out. It was, they did recognize that. Right, well, I, you, you must have, again, had a tremendous amount of talent that, that started to, de- to develop pretty quickly because I know, uh, you know, you, you, you go to a very good, you wind up going to, uh, you know, very good art school, right, in Chicago. I did, but you know... Which one? I went to Chicago Art Institute, but I transferred into there from the University of Chicago. And... I first got a community college degree mostly in science. So once I started the drawing and I knew I could do it, and then I had a painting class and that was fine too, although the, I was a little upset with the painting professor was like, you know, screwing one of his students and it was just, I don't know, just it's like, I get, I, I really have a hard time with things that are um, bullshit. <laughs> In general, unfair. you know, unfair. Yes, yes, unfair, and also just like, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I sort of left that, and for about four or five years, I just did like odd things. So I'd go to school for a little while. I'd take like political science and geology. I took math, high math, because. I found it interesting mm-hmm. because I had such sucky teachers when I was in high school, which is part of the reason that I hated such sadistic people as teachers from like junior high on that um, they discouraged, they tried to discourage education. And once I got people who were actually good at it, I had yeah. a lot of fun. And so I was sort of, you know, kind of going with it. And, um, 
So I did well, that for a you long probably, time. You know, you were in Michigan as a young kid. You're at these public schools where these teachers are making nine thousand dollars a year. Out oh, in the time. country, they probably uh, were. Yeah, and where's the reward for them? You know, they, they can barely make their rent and stuff like that. Maybe, so, but so it's like you know, hey kids, you know, read this chapter. I'll talk to you later. I got to go smoke cigarettes and stuff like that. No, I I went to the L.A. public school system, all through, you know, first grade to high school, and. You know, it, it came to a point. It's like either the only teachers that really interest me that got me interested were the ones who were drill sergeants. Oh yeah, those are the only ones who are basically like you needed that. Yeah, uh, yeah, basically, yeah. It's just like because the other ones who tried to get in, you know, to do it in a different way or whatever that kind of stuff. It was just like I own you now. You know, you 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 don't own me. You're not the authority. I'm the authority because I'm the kid in the classroom, and you're trying to bring pull off this stuff on me, this different style of education, it's not going to work on me. You either have to be like my parents. Just hammer it in yeah, me. Yeah, That's what <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because if you try to do this other, like, kind of, you know, new education on me, uh-huh. then you've lost me. I own you now. Yeah. You know. What's okay. new education? Well, you know, As opposed like, to, old, like, the drill sergeant, like, you must learn all the facts and well, just yeah. Regurgitate. We go back to regurgitation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I didn't realize this. My kids are junior in high school, and I didn't realize this that they stopped teaching cursive in school like oh, I heard 25 that. years ago. Yeah. Hmm. Do you use a lot of cursive in your writing, Manny? <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, I do. I never least, do. I people need to know how to do with their signature. Well, yeah. <laughs> You know, right? I mean, you can't just Write make a an proper, X. The art of the letter is gone. Yeah, the art of the... You know, well, but I, sure, didn't, I didn't realize sure. this until like a year it's, ago where the art of the my daughter didn't know how to do uh, handwriting, cursive writing. Wow. It was just like... That's why Didn't they teach you this like back in first grade? They said no. Yeah, so no. So they're not has. getting taught that at all. You know what they're teaching the kids in class now? How to do their signature. That's it. Wow. How to do a signature. Wow. You know? Oh, well. You know, do they I, teach grammar? Like, I mean, don't you don't yeah, you they, don't you I write postcards anymore or write letters to... anymore to people and use cursive handwriting? No, I always print. I always really? print everything. Yeah, you yeah. Do? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. I think I have a mangled version of printing and well, cursive that's, when I that's when kind I write. of what I do too. It's somewhat connected, but it's it's mostly it's I find it more legible to yeah. uh, to but print that's everything. That's your style. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody gets that. Right, right, right. Maybe. Anyway, they're lucky. Um, where were we? Well, Manny, you know, actually, I'm looking at my drink, and uh, uh, you know, we've 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 gone on uh, these different tangents here, but uh, I think it might be time to take a little break. Yeah, we, we take a break halfway. You probably know this. Yeah. We take a break, and we um, the nation knows what to do. <laughs> we refresh. They refresh. Yeah, they refresh. We refresh, and uh, then we'll come back. And uh, so, the troubled people, we'll be right back. Christopher Columbus and the Union Jack You go no further, man, you must come back You're not lost, Pocahontas, you're just off the track But you go no further, you must come back I got a thousand
And we're back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coman. Back with our guest, Miss Sean Hall. Now, Sean, uh, we, we do have a, a, a consistent sponsor, which is Loose Change. Which uh, so you know all the people out there uh, that have loose change uh, somewhere you know in your your pants pockets or your your uh, car uh, ashtrays uh-huh. or the couch cushions. We have a, a Venmo link right there in the show notes so and that a you can PayPal your link so you can uh, pass the loose change on to the, the Troubled Men podcast. And uh, you know we do have uh, a Patreon page and we have a, a few patrons that uh, that support us week in and week out because they listen to the podcast week in and week out and uh and we're actually coming up on our 200th episode and uh so we're gonna have a big live event uh here in snake and jake's christmas club lounge and we'll have all of our former guests and those uh those patrons will be invited as well excellent Uh, yeah yeah so it's going to be a a very fun thing but i won't be here uh yeah man is going to be gone no um but not uh, because of the masks not because manny is a masker well, yeah, I don't know. He's, he, he'll he'll come up with an excuse when he gets closer to the to the time. But uh, but besides loose change, we currently have uh, another sponsor, a direct sponsor, the Big Island Jazz and Blues Festival, which is coming right up in in June. I think June the fourth or third or something, and that's going to be in uh, on the Big Island. Surprisingly enough, there at uh, the Mauna Kea Beach Resort. And, uh, you know, we have... In Hawaii? In Hawaii, yes. The iguanas wow. will be there. Wow. We'll, we'll be there with uh, Skip Martin from uh, Cool and the Gang and the Daz Band. And uh, wow. Dale Spaulding, our guest that from last week from Canned Heat. Great fun. harmonica player. And uh, all kind of other people. Wayne Toops, who you're probably familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, great Cajun artist. Uh, yep. As well as uh, Big Chief Donald Harrison. And uh, wow, uh, nice. David Scott Enos, a great bass player. Uh, Eric Marenthal, a uh, Phone player uh, Javon Jackson, on and on. Yeah. So, so we'll be all doing that, and and uh, you know you can find out about that on uh, BigIslandJazzAndBlues.com. And again, the the Iguanas tour is uh, when this comes out. We'll be right in the middle of that tour of the Midwest, and you can find out about all those dates at uh, Iguanas.com. So, uh, so that pretty much covers all all of that stuff and Excellent. uh yeah we still have the troubled men podcast t-shirts uh, which uh, again you can get those off of the uh the the I show notes that. links or the uh the facebook link and and uh you know we're on all the social media follow us there uh you know share it with the with your friends uh, if you're enjoying this podcast uh uh subscribe to it uh, rate us uh, give us five stars uh review us you can say uh uh, I hate Manny and Renee. Five stars. That's that's cool. We like that. Um, anyway, so uh, and yeah, yeah. Tell your friends. And back to you, Sean. Um, so we were, when we last left you, we were trying to get to your uh, your painting career, and and right. so so you you wind up uh, having all this this latent talent, and uh, and and you 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 start off on a on a career. Now I've looked at your at. at You've done such a tremendous amount of stuff, man. All the, the exhibits you've been in at this point, you know, we're kind of now we're we're here and we're going to work back a little bit, I guess, because right. you wind up having this this tremendous uh, career. Now, a lot of people, you know, have an aptitude in art and they like to they like to paint and they like to draw and stuff. But you're someone who has made an entire career as an artist. Now, that takes something special. It takes. uh yeah. Now and and I'm I'm curious as you know there's the, insanity the, is there, called insanity. Well, there's the talent that you have to have, but then there's the hustle that 
A lot of people mm-hmm. have talent. Watch your drink here. There you a, go. A, a lot of people have talent, but they don't have the hustle. And when I say the hustle, I don't mean like the bullshit part. I mean because I don't have the bullshit I don't, part. Very I, that's well. not. I, I, I mean, I mean the grind. The the and and I, I was looking at you all mean these the, dedica- you, the dedication. You have to, yes, you have to have perseverance and dedication. You just have to do it. Right. You just have to do your work. Right. And, and do it for the right reasons, I think, which are just because you want to. It's coming like music. Because you, you do have it to. Because you have to. You yes. do it it's, because. It's a calling. I, I like to say, you know, I, I often compare these, these artistic jobs like the priesthood. You so know, religious, though. I, 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 when, you bristle at that, that? Well, I just don't identify with it when it, it's like calling and all these words. I just. That we always describe these kinds of things with. You I don't. Feel you don't like feel like more expression is a is a uh, a holy exercise is a divine. I do. It's uh-huh. not that. It's I, I. I do, but I don't. I don't know. I just don't think I like the way that we talk about religion and how we personify things and how you know we codify things. I so well, I, we're, I we're always at that. We're maybe. always grasping at, at at the the right language to describe the the ineffable. You know these yeah. these things that that are kind of in the ether, and we try to find words to describe them. Right. I mean, the words are not the thing. Yeah. Obviously, it's just a I representation. Agree, I agree with you. Essentially, I do. And and so I'm looking at all these jobs that you've had besides artist. Like you were saying, you were a chimney sweep I at was, one time. I was a chimney sweep. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, our, our guest last week was a candlestick maker at oh. one time. I'm thinking we're having all these really Ooh. anachronistic professions. You this know, is like, like Dickens come to I, life. I know, I know. Like, were you a <laughs> did, did you were you a buggy whip maker at some time? No, okay. No, but not much of a craft making person. Huh. Definitely. So I didn't, never really made stuff, but I did. Well, I did make things. I would like or worked in construction and things like that. And a mm-hmm. chimney sweep is like a, a grunt job. In right. A way. It's just really bad. A really bad job. But um, but it's kind of one of those things you do to support your art ha- yeah. habit. Well, I did it to support my life, uh-huh. and this was way before I ever went to art school. And so I guess I should just try to do it quickly. Explain like. So I started doing painting and drawing on my own while I was doing um, other things, pursuing science and social science and all those kind of stuff. And then I noticed, like when I went to the University of Chicago, I had this crazy, that was a crazy time when I moved to Chicago to do that. I had no business going to a school like that. I hadn't, I didn't have the uh, prep school background. I had nothing, you know. And I threw myself, I did have some really great community college teachers who, that tried to prep me for it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I just like thought differently than they did. Like I had an English class that I would get, you know, they, he'd call me in because I would think exactly the opposite about what he was trying to get at. Uh-huh. You know, and he was getting at really ultimately what his research wanted him to uh huh. His interest was, but I and I thought completely the opposite of that, and that's not how academia works. So that he failed you? No, he didn't fail me. He worked with me a little bit because he realized, like, you know, I was like, uh, did you ever, did you ever uh, see that movie, Educating Rita? It's from a long, oh, long yeah, time ago. Oh yeah, that's a long time ago. So yeah. I have a 
friend who was my professor back when I was like 19. He befriended me. And he laughs about it because we, that is really, in a way, that was me. Huh. And I'm so I vaguely remember that. I, I, I saw the movie. Crude. Yeah, she knew nothing. Yeah. She, the crux she knew nothing. Okay. She was right. crude. She just, you know. Well, it's kind of like and My Fair Lady almost. Thought about yeah, things yeah. differently, but it was Pigmalion. about school. Yeah. Yeah. It was about, you know, right. going into a university and, and, and not She's being, an outsider. She's an outsider, yeah, right. Exactly. And I was a little bit that. Yeah. And so um, a lot that. And... So, educating Sean. Educating Sean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I finally realized when I was at the University of Chicago, um, well, for one thing, what I did, I did all my homework and all of that kind of crap, but I drew all the time. And I had this person that also, I had different people befriend me over the years. And one was this man in uh, Michigan, and we used to draw together. He was much older than I was. And so he was kind of, he introduced me to art history in a certain way, just by actually doing. And so on that portfolio that I actually did, just on my own, at University of Chicago, mm -hmm. being a crazy person, not knowing what the hell I was doing there, I got into Art Institute of Chicago on a full scholarship and... And the person who admitted me didn't make me take beginning drawing and all of that, which I had never really had any of you that just basic skipped stuff. Over all of it? Yeah, because it's like cool. you're already doing your work, you're already huh. doing it. So, but I did learn some things when I was there, but it, not that much. You know, like I did have a painting teacher, a, a figure painting teacher who taught me like just a shitload that I actually, you know, who painted a little bit like Lucian Freud, and I learned a lot from, and I, that was the basis for, but I really learned a lot about painting and drawing um, when I started teaching it. Okay, now, now <laughs> as, as, you're, as you're painting and, art, and, and you're getting exposed to all this, this art and art history, you have certain uh, painters that are really resonating with you, certain people that you're thinking, oh, wow, that's, uh, that really speaks to me. I want to, I mean, I don't know, well, abstract expressionists or... Uh, you I know. mean, like all the post-war people and uh, the people who spoke to me the most at that time, uh, Francesco, Francesco Clemente and uh, de Kooning, mm -hmm. Francis Bacon, those kinds of people. Okay. Now, what um, year is this? What year is this now in this Chicago? Been in the, this is the mid-'80s. Okay. And so what's the music scene in Chicago then? What music locally are you hearing? Um, are you well, go even going out to gigs? You know what? Well, you're a college really student, so you, are you... Well, I was really poor. I was going out to gigs. I was in a, my first band that I was ever in was uh, there. and Chicago. In Chicago. Um, <laughs> no, the band Chicago. No, <laughs> not the band Chicago. No. Okay. They were... Uh, and I... Um, I didn't you were go the out Bully, to clubs Billy Joel so much. cover band. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, <laughs> not. No, I just I'm curious because you're you're in the mid '80s Chicago going to school and, and bands are coming to the campus. What bands are coming to the campus that you can go see? Do you remember? No, and you I probably an didn't go. I was actually just like in it, 
more than I was an observer of it. And, okay. you know, I ran like a poetry workshop with some people back then. And I was in this crazy band where I screamed a lot. And I, and I did this. Uh, I was the University of Chicago radio station. Uh, this This band that I was in, we had a six hour slot on Saturdays and we would do improvisational nuttiness to like Dr. Seuss back then and okay. you know and I was would do all the vocal stuff and um, and then I played in a lot of uh, and I worked with a lot of people that were that were interested in really great noise and okay. it didn't and I played with a lot of musicians for a lot of years even in Baltimore non-musicians playing with musicians like there wasn't really a hierarchy of that sure sure it's a you know the, the, you the, the no wave ethic was already uh, no in, and, in and play it was and, art and you right, know right, right, it's right, like right. and um, so you were in the Yoko Ono tribute band yeah yeah I probably could have been but no I wasn't no, fan of the I Fluxus wasn't. movement yeah yeah um, well you know uh, Go ahead. Sorry. No. Well, I, I, I was <laughs> going to take a, a, a big, a big uh, jolting tack here because uh, I, I think that would be good. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, in one of the the notes I had, I was saying, when did you and I first meet? And I was oh, trying to God. think of when we first met. And you know, I I think I I I, I arrived on it what? before that, <laughs> I, or or maybe at that time, but. You were involved with Trey. Oh, and, right. And the absinthe. Oh, my God. Brewing. Yeah. Oh, and I loved him. I know. I know. Trey was one of these characters. I'm sure a lot of people hearing this will, will remember Trey. Yeah. He was a guy. He was, I don't Hallowell. know if he was like a. This was his last a, a, name, Trey Hallowell. 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 I don't know Hallowell. if he was like a trust fund kid or, or what, but but he mm. was. He was, he was a merchant marine at really? one point. But, but he had this he very... He was a trust fund kid. Oh, no, I'm saying I don't know if he was. I don't think he was. Okay, but no. he had the lightness of being oh of someone God. like that. And he was, I would... I, he even was a music promoter. When he was still around, I would joke to him about this. If, if you were talking in a bar with people and you mentioned his name a couple of times, uh -huh. you'd turn around and he would be right behind you. You know, he's yes. like one of those guys. Yes. Oh, my and, God. And Trey would organize this thing. Somehow you knew him. Somehow I, I, I stumbled him, into actually, it. actually through Stacy Hoover. Stacy um, Hoover. And a group of people that used to come down and I think it was the first year um, and the millionaire, do you know the millionaire? No, I think no. he lives in L.A. That was now. a Roger Moore show, wasn't it? <laughs> the millionaire, right? But it wasn't about the millionaire. Uh, uh, these are they're like Boston-based people, um, right? Music fans, music huge, fans, big Radiators fans, perhaps. Yeah, uh, maybe you know, sort of a, some of them. So, yeah, but uh, but but so Trey had this whole thing. He had a whole setup for making absinthe. He wasn't he, the only one. He was part of it for sure. Okay, there was a the a still that came and it was called the baby uh -huh. and it came from Boston it came down here right and I just happened to land when the baby came and the baby <laughs> the baby was a jet fuel tank that was turned <laughs> into a still uh -huh. and oh, wow. um, yeah and we brewed absinthe for five years down here right right five I, different jazz fests right I, and I, 250 uh, bottles at a time right and, well and, at and, a time and, and <laughs> we, you would have this whole thing where they would 
enlist people to work on it. We, we had yep. people do it like uh, soaping bottles up, yep. or, you know, exactly. cleaning old bottles, cleaning taking the, the old labels out. off. Yeah. And then so, and then Trey was brewing and they had a, you know, it was yeah. like a round the clock yeah. operation. Yes, indeed. And, and we would produce, they would produce uh, all these bottles and then... Uh, a couple I of still times. have the bottles for every five years, and I have just a tiny bit left. Yeah, I, I, st- <laughs> I still have the bottle from the memorial uh, edition that we did after uh, after, after Trey, Trey passed died. away. Yeah, well, passed away it was brutally it was, was murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Executed. <laughs> right, yeah. it was terrible. But um, it was horrible. But anyway, so so we would produce these uh, when when Trey was still alive. Uh, we would we'd make all this absinthe, and then we yes. would have a, a party at yes. the Circle Bar and yeah. drink all this absinthe and, and they would pay the people that worked in absinthe oh nice and this is before absinthe was legal again in, in America oh yeah it and, was and it Trey was, was some yes. of the most delicious absinthe that had absinthe in, in Europe where I have it was the still, best recipe the one legal. that was the best of all five years and I mean it, it was it was fantastic it it's, was great uh, yeah so I think that's that's when you and I first hung around maybe, a little bit maybe, together. Maybe, you know? yeah, right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Trey, Trey was my buddy. I was, uh, yeah, part of the company. Right, right, right. Of Trey, and um, yeah, and I mean, God, he would leave and leave me like amazing things in my freezer in yeah. my refrigerator. Yeah. Every year, and I'd just be like, okay. So you're you're one of those people that that uh, you know uh, the 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 interesting uh, people find you as as an interesting person. You know, it's like birds of a feather. I have been lucky. Well, in life, know, in that way. You know, uh, Napoleon would always say, "Don't give me generals who are good. Give me generals who are lucky." You know, it's <laughs> it's much more important in life to be lucky than good. I do. I I actually do feel like I have been lucky. Nice in life. So all the people I've so, come across. So you were already down in New Orleans at that point. Now, how did you get to New Orleans? I mean, what, oh. what brought you here? Because uh, you so you so you go to school in, in Chicago, then you wind up having a, a full scholarship to uh, to Baltimore, uh, what Institute yeah, of Art or something. I, then you, I got married briefly. I moved to L.A. Then I got in graduate school in Baltimore. I got divorced. Uh, I got a full ride, a truly a full ride mm-hmm. to Baltimore uh, Maryland Institute, where I met uh, David Sullivan and Courtney Egan. Oh, okay. And we all met in grad school, and I came down here because uh, of them. I mean, I came down here for their wedding, and that summer, and they were like, "Come on down," and. Uh, so then I ended up doing that. It's like the late 90s that. or something? It was, yeah. I mean, like 95 or 96 or something like that. So when were you in L.A.? I was in L.A. in 88, 89, oh, okay. 90. Oh, yep. 90s glory years. Yeah, yeah. Were you? Yeah, I'm man, from Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you were still there, of course. Yeah, you went to Samo. Uh, uh, you went to uh, SMC. No, I wasn't there. I was there as a, a wife, uh, <laughs> and I was the studio. It was between undergrad and grad school, and my um, husband. Husband, my ex was a psychiatrist. Doing uh, his residency. Well, that's big and business shit. in LA. Big business. Uh, he he didn't stay there, but um, and I used to. I worked for well, I worked for two people when I was there. Well, probably more, but 
the photographer who is now a painter, Joanne Callis. I was her studio assistant. I uh-huh. love her. I still, I just saw her when I was in LA. It was great. Um, and also uh, Eileen Cowan's husband, who is a, she's a photographer there too. Uh-huh. I worked for her husband, who is an accountant. Um, Where'd you live? Uh, West LA in a really, really cool apartment. And yeah. then when, before I went to grad school, we moved to Pasadena and then I split to Baltimore and we got divorced. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, West LA. Where did you live? Well, I grew up in uh, Mar Vista, Venice. Oh, yeah. That area. It's beautiful there. And Palms. And then I had apartments in Century City, West Hollywood, Echo Park. West Hollywood Silver is Lake. awesome. Uh, Echo Park, Silver Lake, awesome. Yeah, well, Echo they Park. They weren't back then. No, Echo Park and Silver Lake when I lived there was not awesome. Yeah. Was they're awesome now. Awesome now, but out yeah. Of my, out of my reach now, you know. Right. I remember right it now. back in the 80s, yeah. though. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were good times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just out there. Nice, nice. A month ago. Right. Oh, wow. So, so, so you, you meet these people and you wind up coming down to New Orleans. Yes. And uh, you kind of relocate here. I remember I ran into you with uh, Alex Chilton at some point. You were uh, tooling around with him. I remember being out there in, in front of uh, Cafe Brazil on break from my gig and you and Alex were riding bikes or something. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Sean, you really do. <laughs> You're cutting right to the quick, aren't you? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that, but... <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> Cutting to the quick. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, well so at, at some point, you, you, uh, you know, you're working as an artist this whole time, and, and man... If, but you know, Mermaid, I remember so much. Sure, sure. Well, we were talking uh, that was earlier... was home away from home for so many of us. It was our for little... Me, cl- for sure. Our little clubhouse. Oh, and, my and God. I was talking to you earlier tonight about this... Uh, this uh, art auction that we had at the yes. Mermaid yes. Uh, for Pat Cronin, one of the the owners of the Mermaid, yep. who needed some some uh, medical attention or something. Yeah, and and they had all these people donate art and and auction it off, and it was fucking great, man. Yeah. All because the, all these great artists who were yeah. in that orbit had all these great pieces, and I actually bought a piece of yours that yes. night, which I just showed you. It's a uh, it's a pacifier. Yeah, it's a, a like a like oil on uh, on paper, paper, I think. Paper, yep. Uh, a very a little like lo- a very loose pacifier. Right. But yeah. And and that was that was. Uh, well, that was the wonderful thing about the mermaid is that it was not just music. Right. It was a lot of music and a lot of really great music, but it was also art. And they you know, even had a gallery there. I mean, of yes. sorts. Yeah, they had. A, they and they I, could show there. I don't know. I did a a, a kind of festival there three years in a row on Labor Day weekend, which was hot as hell. I mean, other people did art stuff there too, for sure. But I did this thing called Bing Bang. Do you remember that at all? You know, so it was it's installation. It's, it's all it was very mostly hazy performance art and installation. Uh-huh. But, and some people from Cali- California, San Francisco came, Chicago, Texas, New York a little bit. Um, but a lot of New Orleans people too, because you know when I, 
I don't know if this has changed. I think it's changed a little bit. But when I first got here, one of the weird things about this place was, I mean, I loved it so much, but I felt like there wasn't a dialogue between like, like say performance art, which is a thing. And in Chicago, it was really a thing in the eighties, like a big thing. And mm. nobody's talking to each other. Nobody knows like the people in t who are associated with Tulane, Tulane don't know anything that's going on in the community and don't know people like Susie K or, you know, don't know. Um, well, Tulane is a horrible university. It's an awful well, university. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well Mandy works there, so he likes, yeah. to, likes to shit on people yeah. he works with. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's an awful place. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, when yeah, he goes well, to Tulane, he says this about me. But, right. Uh, he still says this <laughs> exactly. about me on the podcast. Uh, so, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know. When I, I, don't when know I go either. to Tulane, I say that about you? Uh, well, yes. Uh, you I know, got it. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> I got it. So, so yes, the, the dialogue between uh, 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 different disciplines, you're saying. Yeah, it wasn't mm -hmm. happening. Okay. Like, nobody knew about each other. And so, in a way, that thing that I tried to do at The Mermaid was to bridge that and also just have that happen in New Orleans you and, know and that place was very conducive oh my god for it because so many things could happen there right. that didn't couldn't have happened what well, couldn't happen today and just because it was in the cul-de-sac and whoever nobody gave a shit what nobody, happened nobody there went back and nobody there. went back there you, you if you were lucky you could find it why people can't find a cul-de-sac I don't know but it was a little bit of a like a you know, hard well, thing you to get think to. Most people are looking for a dead end, you know. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> exactly. the first time. Yeah. Hey, dead ends if they're good are yeah, exactly. excellent. Exactly. Like you. Yeah. No, it, it was. That was uh, a good dead end. No, that was that was a great one, man. It's uh, that was the best. And and really, the the mermaid kind of revitalized that whole corridor. I mean, we actually like because the mermaid was so successful they got bid out of that place because everybody said oh this is actually viable yeah. we should uh, buy all these places and uh, that's the way it works at its finest uh, yeah yep. yeah yeah well you know economics that's how it goes up and down up and down okay Sean. well thinking about chicago when i lived there i did two lofts one at navy pier north pier terminal when you before, say you did you well, I redid or them. something i oh, built them. okay uh, with some other people, um, moved into a loft space again, right before it got completely gentrified. And then in the, um, Wicker Park, Humboldt Park area mm -hmm. also put together, you know, had a, like a 7,000 square foot loft right there. Thank you. Uh, and now it's just, you know, high-end everything. Right. You know? Well, I and was like, uh, in Chicago last November and going to see colleges with my daughter. And we went to Wicker Park. Yep. And it reminded me of Melrose in the 80s. It's weird. Yeah. Because it sure wasn't that in the 80s. It was... Well, yeah, but it reminded me of Melrose in the 80s. Melrose right. was like the hip, and okay, this, and it's all going to fucking explode, right. and, and you're not going to be able to afford it, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But we enjoyed our time in Wicker Park. Where's she thinking about going? Uh, the Col Columbia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's not going to go. I have a good <laughs> <laughs> teaches there. No, she's not going to go there. Yeah, she says Chicago she's Chicago is like... Yeah, yeah, she's not going to go. I love Chicago, but it's a hard city to live in. Yeah. She, I have know. to say. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, how barbaric. They have an L train. 
right? Yeah, I know. I love well, the I love the public transportation. The public there. transportation is ex- excellent, except in the winter, because they well, have these places. <laughs> yeah. You stand out in the cold for yeah, and it's an elevated train, which is windy as hell up there yeah. in a windy city, and there's no barrier. I mean, yeah. there's like a back splash and something yeah. over you it's know a different like, kind of people up there well yeah, what i love I what it. i it's love, crazy yeah. what i love when we were there in november there was the home you know every homeless problem is everywhere everywhere and uh near the hotel that we were staying at uh there was homeless people trying to sell us like used mask for a dollar Hey, I got this mask. It's like, yeah, where'd you get it? How long have you been wearing it? No. On the street, I got it. Oh, I just picked it up. Jeez, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, and there was also guys, you know, like you have the Gambit Weekly down here, the LA Weekly, which is a free newspaper. Yeah. There was guys who were trying to sell it to us. The Chicago Weekly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if if someone will buy it, that's a service. Well, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a delivery charge in, in a exactly. sense. Exactly. You know, here. You know, a, yeah. you know, just what you need well, at the time when you need it here. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's like, uh, again, the hustle, the grind, you know, the uh, exactly. the, the, the can-do attitude. And again, I, you, you talk about all these things that you do, like, well, we had this loft and it's, it, this is, this makes all of my artistic impulses tangle because it reminds me of like you know patty smith and just kids you know and her and maplethorpe talking about uh you know uh finding a space and you know whitewashing it all and and sure it's right but a lot of other of, people did that too but yeah. we aren't patty smith and robert maplethorpe and no. we're just like you know and we did it even before probably you know lots of people have done it so you but doing, whatever you we're were just doing maple art before that, <laughs> right? You I was were doing, doing the anal, the anal <laughs> black and white and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's you know, no, I'm some I, of his best work. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yes, okay, Renee, all it's right. powerful. So, yes, no, yes, no, okay, no, no, yes, no, yes. You see, this, this is why I, we have. This is why we always <laughs> set up like this. This is this is the ping pong effect. That, <laughs> <laughs> that the Troubleman podcast uh, always employs. <laughs> I, like I have it. nothing yeah. wrong with Maple Thorpe in the '80s, you know. No, his yeah. work was beautiful. Yeah, he uh, yeah. took all those Patti Smith uh, covers. You know, Jesus Christ, those are fucking fantastic. Those were beautiful too. And now, all of what was happening back there—that was up in our consciousness—was wonderful. Right. Now, now this. Oh, this, I should. But this, he shouldn't have ever opened it in Ohio. He should have never opened that exhibit in Ohio. That was his big mistake. He opened it in Ohio. Well, people noticed. Um, because well, Ohio is very conservative. Right. Yeah. It's the. Yeah. You know? The pulse of the country, supposedly. Well, and yeah, uh, it was Reagan, the yeah, Reagan administration, yeah, yeah. too. Okay. The, the conservative, the weird pulse of the country right, is in right. Ohio. Now, yeah. now, now, this gives me a, an avenue to... Uh, to uh, pivot? To, to pivot, yes, yes. thank you. Um, uh, a point to pivot. I think it's uh, you need a point. You need a uh, pivot. Oh, not an avenue. Point. You not an point. avenue. Right, yeah. right, right. You got um, a point, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, you know, the, the Maplethorpe documentary, fantastic. I love it. Uh, have you seen the Andy Warhol uh, uh, documentary on Netflix? Is it? Has it just come? No. It came out a, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I it's haven't. It's fantastic. I, I just haven't. watched the sixth. It's it's like 
I don't know, eight or nine hours long. And it's about it's, the factory. It, it, no, no, and it's it's the the Warhol Diaries. So it's oh. it's the uh, the editor of the diaries, and then it's it's going through all of that like chronologically, and wow. it's a whole side of Warhol. It's, Do you it's, think that we're only focused on that because? And uh, well, it's a fetish, but also like because people are making money off that. Why we're focused on on the Warhol Diaries, or or that we're interested in Warhol? Um, well, yeah. For me, I mean, I I know so much about Warhol already. Okay. But but this is like a a, a way an angle that that is kind of uh, new. Where you know you get to approach the work from this this very personal side of of, of who's personal of, part you know like well I mean of Andy's internal life and and but you know from his, somebody's perspective well no the, it's his diaries which he was dictating oh, all this over right. the phone to so the editor the diaries talked about how he ripped off people like Basquiat and stuff like well that. there's a lot of the 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 uh, the fifth episode has. And fifth and sixth have a ton on on uh, Jean Michel Basquiat. But and, how he ripped them off? Well, they address all that. Oh, I mean, okay. Did I you mean, see that Netflix documentary, uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi? No. Did you see that one? No. It's fantastic. Wait, is that? It came that out. Weird, it came out that, about five six years ago. No, I don't. Uh, is G it a painter? It's a Japanese documentary, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. But then they made a sequel to it. Where Jiro nightmares of ass rape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're picking up. Uh, I see. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah, what. See, where see this how is this going. works. Right, yeah, right, right, I do. Right. <laughs> Unwatchable. <laughs> Unwatchable. Well, <laughs> except the uh, DVD comment uh, commentary stuff is actually watchable. <laughs> you like that? Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. I, I I can't recommend the uh, this this, I, I this thing to, uh, enough. I'll have to watch it's, it when I can. Like, uh, but I don't think anymore. Like Netflix is now making uh, everybody who shares have a. <laughs> Password and the only w reason that I had next Netflix in the last you were so many years because else's, I was using somebody else's, else's account yeah. for the last yeah. you know so yeah. many oh, years. Oh, and now they're, they're I'm not paying. Oh yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. charged. You know, my daughter and her friends, like my daughter, would have two of her friends using our account, right, right, and then we would be using some of her friends' accounts to watch all this other stuff, okay. Disney Plus and all that sure, kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Because and it all, should it's mix all, and match. They're all yeah, yeah. cracking down on it now. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing okay, good lasts so forever. I might not see that for but, a while. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's, it's terrific. And then I go I, up Trouble north. Nation, check it out. I, I can't Jiro recommend Jiro Dreams of Sushi, enough. though. So okay, well, I'm going to check that out, yeah. too. No, that's, okay. that's, that's a, yeah, good, good. A recommendation from Manny Chevrolet. I like it. Yeah. But so the Sean, other one's unwatchable. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. The the second one. Oh, yeah, right, the second right, right, one's right, unwatchable. Right, right, right. Sure. Well, um, you know, but there's something for everything, everybody, Manny. You know, it's uh, it might not be your your uh, your thing, but it, it's somebody's thing. Maybe it's Manny's thing. Uh, well, no, he's saying it's not his thing, oh. but it might be somebody's yeah. thing. I thought. I like to watch TV. Maybe. You know. <laughs> yeah, he likes to watch. Okay, we all do. Yeah, we all I like do. to watch TV. Um, but uh, so, Sean, I don't know. We're kind of on the downslope of the podcast here. All right. Um, you know, here we go. Again, I, I'm, down. Again, I, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed by the, the, the 
production of you know you've produced so much work i mean your yeah. your your last bunch of, of of work is is like all acrylic it's a lot of uh abstract stuff but also like uh you know you're very nature uh focused you know it's it's like a lot of micro uh you know um yeah investigations of 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 these things talk about that a little bit what you know just to to give people what what brought you to this latest stage i see you doing a lot of photo photography of like mushrooms out in the in the woods well i've turned into a big forager but but I have to say that Katrina was the big catalyst for a big change in my work. And it was already changing to sort of more nature-based work. But I was um, an oil painter mm-hmm. for a long time. And then Katrina happened. And then I had bought a camera right before because I wanted to document Piety Street sessions and we totally skipped over all of your, I know, well, your the operating music, uh, you know, uh, well, studios and that we could talk about that again yeah. someone we could have for a part two because we, yeah well uh, she'll come back yeah, for yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the anniversary yeah. show right 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 there yeah. we go yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, talk about yeah well wait quickly but continue what? on yeah, yeah. No, go ahead no no i'm yeah, sorry no 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 go ahead i'm sorry go 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 yeah about the the pivot in your work yeah yeah yeah, so I started, so I had this camera when we evacuated, so Mark and I, you know, evacuated with... Former uh, guest, Mark Bingham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mark Bingham, and Oliver, my dog, Oliver, mm-hmm. yes, also, we love Oliver. that I had yeah, just yeah, gotten. Yeah. Has not been on the show, but... No, uh, yeah. and he won't be, because he's buried in the backyard sure, that sure, I, sure, of the sure, house sure. that I sold, right, right. but anyway... You have to um, carry a story for Do him. the new owners <laughs> know that, that he's buried there? They do. They do? Okay. They do, and they better not dig him up. Unless oh, they God. tell me, no, that'd be that horrible. Yeah, I know. They, <laughs> I don't think awful. they will. They're nice people. Um, they won't. Um, right. So you, you have a camera and you're. Yeah, and so I started sort of, you know, because I had nothing else going on, just you know, doing photographic work, and it it did change. And then I did a residency in Manhattan at the Lower LMCC. Uh, Lower Manhattan Cultural Council in Tribeca, and I couldn't use... This was the start of several residencies that I did where I couldn't use oil paint. So I had to switch because oil paint is stinky, and truly the way that I did it was very stinky and probably hmm. very unhealthy because I used it like water, yeah. you know, like mineral spirits, like water, because <laughs> I'm very... Because my work is like a lot about viscosity and um, fluidity and... You know, and it's so I I started experimenting with acrylics, but I was also taking photographs from the perspective, like just taking them. Like I documented everything, but I started taking photographs from I think a bug's eye view of flora in every place that I went. I started documenting every environment that I was in, mm-hmm. and I don't I I didn't. I don't know why, I just started doing it. And it really changed my work and morphed me into, because it, be, it was about observation, and I was trying to, like, but I started it from a, a place where, you know, like, we don't look from, because we don't, so I would point the camera f- underneath something looking up, which was an insect view not mm-hmm. our view. Right. And I started just sort of thinking about that 
other perspective and also the persistence of nature and all of that. And I don't know. It led to me understanding that where I was heading as a painter and what I was doing with my physical body, you know, because painting is a physical act because mm-hmm. you use a brush and, you know, a stick in the paint, you know, you right. do it's a, a physical thing Certain and you, dance. you know, yeah, yeah. you make a gesture, it's a physical thing with your body that it was based on relationship to nature. And then that's what I was working with too. Like I became, I don't know, much more attuned than I had been for a long time. I feel like I came from the country and I came from the woods and the water and all of that. And then I became very city-fied, you know, and just totally involved in all of this other stuff. And then I went back after Katrina to just sort of diving deep into, you know, nature. Nice, nice. And I, I read this quote of yours uh, it's, it's, uh, today, and, and, and I love it. It, I, it totally resonates with me. It's uh, everything is connected to everything else. Yeah. I think, yes, yes. It is. That's, that, that's so beautiful and, and so true. Yeah. Well, Sean, this has been so great to have you here. And, and obviously, we, you and I and Manny could talk for uh, five more hours. And, and yeah. you know, we'll have to do this again, for sure. Well, I would sh- love that. You're going to come to the uh, 200th show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and, sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'll and, be uh, here. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be big business for the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Sean, and uh, as always thank in the you. trouble, uh, thank you so you. much. Thank you for having uh, me. As always in the Trouble Nation, we'd like to say uh, trouble never ends. But the struggle. And will continue. <laughs> Good night. Good night. I shiver when you kiss me that way. I'll just say the word and I'll obey. Yeah, the way you kiss me, only you know how. It's a good thing your mama can't see you now.
Oh!